she is. Guess what? Daddy is going to get you dressed for school today. We are descendants of the gods. This land was always ours. But we must never relent. We're nowhere and everywhere. You're from Virginia, right? I can tell. You're special. We are the future. You. You're not like the others. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our review, early review, for Lionsgate's Antebellum. For this review, I am joined by some special guests. Uh, first things first, from the Box Office Beatdown show and the Cinemania World team, we have Larry. Larry, how are you? I am doing all right. Very nice to hear from you today. Always nice to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, we are also joined by a very special guest from the Critical Overlord YouTube channel. We have Eric. Eric, how are you? I am doing fine. A pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for uh, joining us for today's review. Uh, there's lots to discuss about this movie, uh, whether it's good or bad for many of you, mostly bad for me, but we will get into our review in just a moment. Everyone, if you don't know already what this movie is about, I won't say much because the trailers and stuff like that don't give too much. The final trailer kind of does. I watched that. I watched it today. Um, in the process, while I was in the process of editing this show, and it kind of gives away a little bit more than I would have expected to. Uh, but I didn't watch that trailer going into, into this movie. I, I, I was known by this movie from the teaser trailer that they showed in theaters a couple of months ago. Yeah. So um, I'm just, I'm not even gonna, I'm not, I'm not even gonna say the bio because the IMDb bio is a little telling as well. And I, and I, I recommend people go and see this movie uh, blind. And stuff because a lot of things that happen that happen in this movie like twists and turns and stuff like that. So uh, all, all I would say is that it's dealing with slavery and some horror elements, and that's all. That's all I'll say. Uh, movie stars: Jamal Monet, Kirsty Clemens. We have a lot of lot of uh, great great people in this cast and whatnot. And let's get started on our review. I'll start with Larry first. Let's get your thoughts. I know you dropped your review. I believe it was yesterday when yeah. the embargo was lifted. So let's hear your thoughts on Antebellum. Uh, I was not a fan of Antebellum. Uh, Janelle Monet gives a wonderful performance and gives it her all in that leading role. And she is certainly the highlight. I will say, I think it's well shot it's it's a good looking movie so i think the the camera angles and all of the cinematography is really well done and i actually liked the the score particularly at the beginning and the end of this film i thought was amazing but it's such a weirdly formatted film first of all that really leads to huge drag times and then we get to that twist and anything positive about the film was thrown right down the drain for me because i thought the twist was horrible so there we go 
Yes, I would 100% agree. Uh, we're not going to go into any, any spoilers at the start of this review. Normally, uh, from, from movie reviews on this uh, podcast, we just do the, uh, we'll talk about the movie, no spoilers, and then if the movie warrants a lot of spoilers, we'll, we'll do like a spoiler review. I'm not doing two reviews for this movie, so at the end of this of this episode, I will put out a spoiler warning, and then we'll go into spoilers, so that way, when you do see it this weekend, uh, you guys can come back and listen to our spoilery kind of thoughts. So, with that being said, let's go to Eric. Let's uh, let's get your thoughts on Antebellum. Uh, personally, I I gave the movie a good review just because of some of the things that have already been mentioned. I did think it was overall just like well shot and it had a great score, specifically yes at the beginning and the music that we have coming out of the end when we get that twist that we get. <laughs> that they kind of already told us what it was from the very beginning. So then as I'm watching some of the things unravel in the middle with Janelle Monet, who does what she can in the role, she does a great job, but it's just like some of that development of any of the two characters we see her portray, it just kind of became muddled for me. And I didn't really see any progression of either character and the way they structured it was working until that structure kind of told you what the twist was like halfway through the movie. So then I'm just trying to sit here, still trying to enjoy it, still trying to appreciate what it's attempting to do. Cause there's a message here mm -hmm. about the past and they're bringing the past into the present, but it's just the, I think the ultimate issue became just how they tried to do this twist, but they didn't really try to hide it that well it was just it was just always there it was it became more clear as you watched the movie whereas if they had done a better job at hiding it maybe we would have gotten a better result in the end because right. the movie was well made for the most part it's just that mm -hmm. some of the writing decisions and maybe the way they structured some of the sequences could have been done differently to not spoil your twist midway through the film <laughs> yeah i will say i will say i i would say like about 45 minutes in i was like oh i get what this is you know what i mean like i i knew what it was and then when i figured it out i was like oh no you know because i was like i was telling myself i hope it's wrong but something happens <laughs> in this movie something happens when this in this movie with like a with like a um a slave master i you, you could say or like a guard where i was like yeah. dude i hope they didn't just they didn't they just didn't realize that they're in this setting of like hundreds of years ago and that this item is not if was not even available in this setting i was like this that, that can't be it, it, it reminded me of that whole um starbucks coffee thing in the game of thrones that everyone was going crazy about you know how you would never see that in an actual game of thrones world but it was a, it was a casual mistake that's what i thought uh that thing was i'll talk about it more during the spoilers but my quick thoughts on Antebellum was I didn't like it. <clears throat> I didn't like it. I thought, I agree with the both of you, that I thought it was well-crafted, well-made. When when the movie started, I was like, oh, man, I don't know what people were talking about. This is not so bad, you know? Um, like, I'm, I'm talking about the first, like, the first, like, long one-take shot. I thought it was really good. Uh, then some stuff happens with guards, and I'm like, okay, I've seen all this before. I'm tired of seeing 
um, black people portrayed in this manner again and you know time and time again as far as in movies I get it happen and I get we have to we have to know about it and stuff but I think we all do at this point so I was a little bit over that and then when it got into the more the more kind of interesting stuff with the plot as far as like uh, Janelle Monet kind of going through different kind of I would say characters I I once had enjoyed it but I thought it was fine. And then when stuff started unraveling, like you guys said, that's when I was like, I don't know. I just, what is, like, what's the point of this movie right now? And, and I know there's a lot of movies out there where you don't really need a point. It's just some art and you want to just portray a certain time um, in, in our world that's happened. But I, I, for the longest period of time, I was just like, what? is the meaning of this why do we need this movie in 2020 i just didn't understand why we needed it i don't understand what the point was i don't understand the direct in the screen if you got a screener for the movie the directors come out and say you know we need to be we need to share these stories and people need to learn i'm like no no not really we already have you know so i didn't really understand the point of all of that stuff and they they and I just know I knew what they were going for with this movie. They desperately wanted the you know they they really wanted a get out, and it just was not that. And I can tell this 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 parts of this movie that's very 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 Oscar baitish, and I'm like it ain't happening. You know I will praise Janelle Monae. I thought she was great. I thought she tried with whatever this script was trying for her to do and whatever the directors was trying for her to do. And I, I'm sad for her because I want to see her in more roles, but this ain't it. Um, Chrissy Clemens was also really good. Like all the, the supporting cast was fine. Everyone was good. But I just don't know why we need this movie. Why? Who thought this was okay? Who came up with the idea? I know it was the right, the white director. That was, that was, you know, I just know it was. I know he went to, I know he went to one of his black friends and said, "Dude, listen." Well, apparently, that black guy. director is probably the black friend. I don't know. I was, <laughs> That's what I was I'm saying. legitimately yeah. stunned that there was a black director and writer on this film. I, mm -hmm. I was actually stunned. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know who wants this. This, oh well, I better. I better not say it yet, but oh my gosh, who wants to, who thinks of something like this, first of all, and then who wants to watch this? I don't know who wants to watch this. <laughs> it just, uh, plus like they were, we were saying, the character development is like non-existent. Yeah. And what really frustrates, well, again, I'll get into that when we actually get to the spoiler section, because they had a setup here that would have worked much, much better for me. But they ignore it to go down what I thought was a pretty abhorrent route. So there's that. Yeah, I agree. I um, I, I just don't know. I can, I can, I, I, oh man, I was like in the, I was in the middle of watching this and... I'm watching it, and this is going to sound bad, but, I mean, stop writing this type of stuff. Like, I know which ones was written by the white director, and I know <laughs> which part was written by the black director. Now, I don't know if they both wrote the script, but I just thought I'm yeah, watching the movie. Yeah, I'm watching the movie, and I, I, I just don't understand... Uh, Oh my god! And also, too, my my biggest gripe with the movie is actually the marketing. The wow. marketing sets this movie up to be a horror movie, and it's it's not. This review was supposed to be under our uh, Cinemania Nightmares kind of brand, 
and it ain't happening because I was just like <laughs> this. This is this is like it's it's a drama. Like it's a drama with some. It's a it's a it's a glorified thriller. That's what this movie is. There's no kind of. It's like maybe like one horror moment in the movie involving like an elevator. I was like, okay. And then, like, you know, you, the trailer showed a little girl, and I guess you need one of those to, to kind of, like, make it seem like it's a horror movie, but that stuff didn't work. Um, I I just I, I, I just don't I, – I, I said in my kind of, like, letterbox kind of tweet that I don't need movies like this anymore. I, I, I don't – I am now 26 years old, and I feel like – like, I feel bad for movie buffs who are, like, in their 40s or 50s. Because they've been watching this movies like this for years, and I, I just don't think we need these kind of movies anymore in 2020. Let's get let's just get some new kind of ideas out there. And I guess the writers of this movie be like, oh, well, there is kind of an interesting idea at the end of the movie. But I'm like, no, dude, it's just it's the same kind of slavery, black people getting bit, getting beaten, people getting raped, and it's just it's it's that type of stuff numbs me now and i just don't need it you know so i uh i i don't know I, eric did you have any other problems with this? did you have any other problems with this movie um i mean honestly my biggest issue was when the ending came and now i have to sit here and think to myself well who really sees what because there's a sign and i'm like who yeah. who didn't stumble oh, into this <laughs> how is this happening like it's just like the logic of some of it how is this happening and no one no one said anything <laughs> right agreed yeah i didn't understand at all as far as that part uh larry what about you you had any other any other issues are we are we into spoiler territory yet no, not yet not yet not yet no. non-spoiler in, uh, in uh, issue. um no, I mean my biggest, yeah, uh, just uh, the script at large uh, is is a main issue from conception to character yeah. development to you know minor things of dialogue like Gabby her role. Uh, I, I don't know what that character was like. It was just too much for me. Like even those weird like her at the bar, the way she was behaving, I was just like, whoa. I don't know if this is what. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't I know. If, she was horrible. Is this what men think like woke females are about? I don't understand. Like it was just so weird. I was like, why you, nobody behaves this way? Like yeah. it's oh, a very, man. it was a very weird, and it felt like it was supposed to be like, oh yeah, empowering. But I was like, no, nobody behaves like this. She's just rude. I don't understand. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the writing across the board, I think, just was lacking. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I I totally agree. I thought she – I forgot about that whole kind of – that whole part in the movie. Um, I thought she was horrible. I, I thought she was so <laughs> bad in this. I said, dude, how are you in Precious, an amazing movie that I absolutely love? And who – who what i was like so baffled i was so so did this disregard what i said about the supporting cast was good i thought <laughs> i did think while i while i was watching this i was like dude she is bad and like she's bad she is rough i don't know if you guys seen unpregnant did you see unpregnant yet larry no on hbo max it's on hbo max now but um what's her face barbie friera she kind of she she's on euphoria 
TV show on HBO, and she plays like the supporting actor of uh, of that movie. And I think she's the same. She she annoyed me the same way that 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 Gabby did in <laughs> uh, in this movie. Um, and I couldn't even finish. I'm pregnant. I was like, dude, she's so annoying. I can't do this. You know, Ooh, everybody's but, loving um, it too. What a hot take oof. there. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Not liking it. I like it. I just don't like her character. I don't know what she's <laughs> supposed to be. She's like the loud, or you know, like the loud, like oh my god, I'm the loud, like teenager that everyone is annoyed by. Is she's that? <laughs> and I, I don't know why they did that. Um. All right. Before we get into spoilers, I'll say my last quick thoughts, non-spoilery, because I know the movie comes out this week, and then and it depends on if you get to watch it on VOD or not or whatever. I don't think they're doing theaters; they're just doing VOD, correct? Yeah. Do you know how much it is? It's gonna be probably twenty. I think. Yikes! Yikes! All right, I recommend not buying this movie for twenty bucks, everyone. <laughs> if you let it, let it and go down. To renting like, most likely. Yeah, not even I, buying. Renting. renting. Yeah, let the movie go to about seven dollars, six dollars, <laughs> and then do thing. Give it a couple of months because I don't think this is worthy of of of, of like a rent. Um, I do appreciate Lionsgate for sending me the screener. Um, sorry for trashing the movie, but yikes. <laughs> Um, but let's get into spoilers, everyone, because I have to, we have to talk about this oh. and stuff. So, spoiler warning in five, four, three, two, one. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. All right. So, the main twist of the movie was that this was a place. It was a a place where white racist took black people and uh, they set it was like a sil- they they made it was like a civil war reenactment thing right yeah. and uh, where slavery is legal so they basically it was like I'm trying to think of a movie that does the same thing but it's basically um what's her face uh, Janelle Monet's character was was abducted by these white folk, KKK, whatever you want to call them. She was abducted and she was brought into this slavery kind of town where they have stayed, the black people are slaves and they're being, and they're, you know, they're set as farmers and they're, and you know, they're, they're being owned by white, like slave masters or whatever. I thought the twist was horrible. Okay. I thought it was really fucking bad because how in the world this wouldn't, this would never happen ever. Now, you could make a statement like, oh, Dwayne, it could happen, man. You could have like a little secret. Like, no, it ain't happening, okay? So she leaves this place. She finds a way out, which I loved all of that. When she's breaking out and she's burning all the white folk and she's killing the one on that horse was dope. I thought that was cool and stuff. But she's leaving and there's like, there's no big gated fences. There's no like kind of bubble. It's just grass, and like other stuff and she just leaves and then we don't see what happens to the place we don't see what happens to her she makes it back to her family or whatever nothing she's just vanished and the movie's over fine then when the movie was going and and one of the slave owners went on his cell phone i said wait a minute how the fuck does he have a cell phone (laughs) in like the 19 whatever so you know what i mean i was like is that because there are movies that made that, that that kind of mistake. The 2000 whatever version of the Texas Chainsaw movie with Trey Songs, it's supposed <laughs> to be set 
it's supposed to be set in like the 80s and some cop just randomly has an iPhone. Like it happened. You know what I mean? Like he <laughs> randomly has an iPhone in that movie. So I thought they made the same mistake. And this slave owner has like an iPhone. I was like, dude, no, no way. And then about halfway in the movie when they kept switching back and forth, back and forth to Janelle Monet's character and uh, her character, you know, in the present and the and her past character, I when she was came across some white lady with lipstick, I said, "All right, so she was taken. I mean, she's gonna get she's gonna get abducted because they're they're mad that she's too woke or whatever, you know." So then she gets taken in the car, and I said, "Oh, there it is." And that was that was that was the big twist of the movie now before we go into other spoilers, i mean that, that was the main spoiler i'm not really yeah. sure what else we can go through but what what did you guys think of the sport i thought it was awful because i thought larry last week on the live show you said an interesting you was like you know i was i, I was i didn't hate it when it was just like you know maybe this is like a reflection of your former self or whatever you know what i mean what you were saying last week about it being like a like your past yeah. and present well i thought it was like that too and i was like okay yeah. cool fine whatever uh, at that point i was like where's the horror what's happening and then the horror is that she was abducted and i was like this is trash so what did you think about the twist later yeah exactly that i they set it up uh, to me in a way that could have been cool of maybe not specifically reincarnation but you know past selves coming back and your past coming back to affect your present and your future because they lecture about that in the film there are several moments speaking on that as we move throughout with the dialogue so you know the same actors kind of rekindling if you will old old feelings from their ancestors and i thought that could have been okay and that could have been fine but this twist to me, is just morally repugnant. I was disgusted because, mm. what, as I said before, who thought of this? Who's like KKK member wet dream fantasy <laughs> thought of this enslavement camp? And it makes the beginning so much more disgusting when you see that they're killing people and pregnant yep. women are... Yep getting beaten and having miscarriages and killing themselves and all of this stuff. And it's not like a, a horror disgusting. It's not, uh, you don't get like, I don't know. It's not the disgusting you want <laughs> when you're watching a film like this. It just makes you feel disgusting because who, uh, like I said, who thinks of something like this? And then who wants to watch this? It reminded me of the, uh, whew, those Game of Thrones showrunners. Here they are again. When they yeah. came forward with that horrible idea of a retroactive alternate universe where the South and Confederacy wins the Civil War and we still have slavery today. Who wants to see that? No one. And if you do, I'm really looking at you crazy because... I don't know. This is just this was terrible to me. And that's why I know it was the white director. Because listen, in that opening that they did, right? Oh, the black, the, the, the black director. And I, I'm, I'm I feel bad for not saying. Let me see. I'm, I'm recording at work, so I don't have access to a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of. I don't have access to like film sites, so I'm just saying the black director and the white director. That sounds really, really unprofessional. 
Just give me a second. Let me go find some names. Um, because I do right. want to like, I knew I do need to talk. Um, it just is. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. horrible though. And just yeah, watching through this, and and as you said, we've had so many slavery movies to this point. Most of the the prominent black cinema films that are highly regarded are about slavery. We have right. seen gruesome slavery. We have seen white savior slavery, and then mm-hmm. to get this. Film that continues to just fetishize beating and abusing black people and then have it turn around to be this horrible twist with this really terrible messaging. That's what I didn't understand is what with the twist you had is the message just there's still racism. There are still people who hate black. Yeah, we know. We get it. Like, I'm I don't, saying, I, was like, that I was didn't important really understand. Make. I didn't really understand what is the ultimate message you're trying to make with this right. twist. Like you said, I do think maybe it was trying for a get out horror thing, but that was executed so like leaps and bounds better. <laughs> it right. knew the message it was trying to say, and it executed that message and delivered a fun horror film where this uh, no oh gosh i i really so, thought it was just disgusting <laughs> so the uh, director's name um gerard bush and christopher renz so gerard bush is the uh, black director when he when when this opening started when they was uh i don't know if you guys saw the same thing like like i did when yeah. it started and they were talking about the movie he seemed it, it felt very hey let's have you say talk about the movie's plot so that this guy doesn't look so damn bad about this story that is awful and stuff because Christopher Wren said like two words and then Gerard Bush is like, yeah, we need to know these messages. It's a safe film. It's this and that. I was just, when, when they were talking like that, I was like, dude, this is going to be rough. Cause I had already saw all the reviews and whatnot, you know, this is going to be rough. And, and I, I just don't know where we're going with this, but the movie was a disaster. Let's go to Eric. What did you think about the twist? Uh, <laughs> I honestly was just like, like, it's just the way I feel like they were trying to be very like cathartic at the end. And I'm like, I already knew what you were doing when she got abducted (laughs) and the music was great. It's just like, this would have been more impactful had I not figured it out. And the fact that you already mentioned it, yeah, someone had an iPhone and I'm just (laughs) like, I know this wasn't a mistake because that just, that just didn't let me go back to the opening quote that we got. The past, that whole idea with the past and being the present, I'm like, okay, there. This is in 2020 or whatever year this is. It's it's not time travel like how the trailers make it look. This is happening right now, and I just was like sitting here thinking to myself, there's so much that I don't find logically correct with this. How no one stood up or said anything, and it's it's a reenactment camp, but. There's there's nothing stopping anyone from walking in. So it's like, what happens when people would just walk in and see this? <laughs> right. I um, I also yeah, because like they, that's why I was like, at least make it seem like it'll be this secluded, secretive kind of thing. I have no, I I have no, I I I have no reason to to not believe that there won't be like some camping couple who's just strolling along and then they see like white men on horses and people and black people picking cotton like what the fuck is going on over there you know what i mean so like they didn't have any gates yeah i was i was i was so i was so befuddled i was like dude there's no way this would ever happen I'm watching all the marketing commercials and they're talking about it's the biggest twist of the century and uh, 
this, that, and the third. I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily movie. say they, they didn't have like an intent to deliver a positive message. It's just that it's a message that we all are aware of. Yes, this is still going on. It's still growing, and it's just something that we can't seem to escape as a society and that's just racism and mm. when you're doing it in this manner when we already have so many other things that have done it better it just makes and, and then of course you have that dynamic where you have a black director and then you have a white director of course like how we're talking about it right now okay like who, whose idea was this <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and it just i don't know i know people got uh, this is not really a sound thing to say. I'm going to say that now. Uh, but like how people were freaking out about Joker and what that might cause people to do. Honestly, I'll get more worried about this. What kind of ideas yep. would this <laughs> give some racist idiot down in, you know, some podunk town and think, mm. oh, I have a big plot of land. I bet you I could pull off something like this. Like, you know, I don't know. Or just start abducting people. I don't know. It, just, it seemed like... I. <laughs> <laughs> just really no, ill-conceived it's it's the wrong kind of movie for right now and and, and listen i i'd give this movie so much so much a pass in like 2005 i really would because it still would have been horrible in 2005 <laughs> but but like i'm just thinking why i don't know how you can be in front of a because I, I i'm a screenwriter um i i i've written i've written about three scripts and what happens is you sit in front of a screen, you have ideas in like a notebook, and then one of those ideas you start, okay, let's let's write write about that. Who was like, yo, I got an idea about a slave camp in present time in 2020. I have no idea. I, I have literally no idea why Lionsgate is so ready to, to release this movie right right now with what's happening in America. I think this is the worst idea to do right now. <laughs> and I'm not. Be, and I'm not. Maybe right. And, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying like I'm not talking about like every slave movie does not need to happen, but the way this one is executed. Oof. The way I just don't understand, and I and I I just need more, I just need more creativity. I need more originality because Jordan Peele does the same thing with racism in his movies, whether it was Get Out or Us. But they're but they're done in a way where we have never seen them before, and they don't feel so tasteless. This movie feels tasteless from the opening scene, from whatever's going on, and I actually. I actually found myself enjoying the stuff when it actually goes to present time. Yeah. Like, oh, great. We're out of the slavery stuff. Cool. And then I'll go back to the slavery stuff and everyone's depressed and people are getting killed and people are getting beaten and a pregnant woman is killing herself. It's just, it's just a disaster. So. And uh, just, I just, oh God. The, yeah. The whole, especially when we have people, 17 year olds grabbing a gun and driving across state lines to take it upon themselves to shoot down protesters. This is why a movie like this does not need to happen, in my opinion. It just, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like you said, I think they thought in their heads writing this that the message would come through in some sort of empowering fashion. You can obviously tell that with how we end the film with Janelle Monet's character breaking free and all this, but it, <laughs> it's just not empowering. I don't believe at least I found it the opposite and kids check your Uber, please. 
they give you a license plate and they give you a picture of the car for a reason. That's 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 the one message to get out of this more than anything else. Check your Uber before you get in. Yeah, um, that was like the yeah that was, that was one of the worst ways that she could. It was it was the most. Oh my god! I, when she got in the car, I was like, "Yeah, there it is." And then uh, she got in the car. She gets taken. I was like, "You guys couldn't like capture her do the old like she's walking down the street. She's the only one." And you captured her. She got into a car. Didn't check the license plate. Didn't check the name. Like when I opened the door to like a Lyft or an Uber, I'm like, "Hey, what's going on? Are you here for Dwayne?" And they gotta be like, "Yup." And I gotta see a license plate. I gotta see a face. She didn't see no face. She just got in the car, and I, I was baffled. I, I was really, really shocked. Um, I, I want to commend her husband in the movie. He's in uh, Dear White People, that t- that TV show. I think he's in something else. But I, I liked him a lot, but he only gets a couple of scenes. But I liked him a lot <laughs> and stuff. Um, Gabby, oh god, she was so bad in this movie. I don't know what happened. I found there's a scene the just way too over the over top. the top, <laughs> awful. Just there's a scene where she's being rude to some waitress for no reason. And I'm like, just, just then the she's losing the table. Guy. Was it, was it by the bathroom? The table. Was it by the bathroom? I, yeah, by I the thought. Room. I thought it was like by the bathroom, but that's why. But again, <laughs> the way that they wrote, like, oh, I don't know. That's this is one of those situations where I'm like, I think that this is men writing women empowered, and yeah. it just is yeah. not. <laughs> it's not good. Like this is not how you write an empowered female because she uh, she didn't come across as like they were trying to parody that. It would be one thing if they were trying to say like, oh, we're too much right now, which is another problem I would find. But it didn't come across as a parody. It came across as they legit were like, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, I I agree, and then I remember. Uh, I remember the, you know, in the end of the movie where Janelle Monet starts to, starts to like, you know, starts to break out of the, uh, of the camp or whatever. She, there's this like shot of her walking away with like her hands up and some fire as she burned down some house. I'm like, dude, what is going on here? <laughs> um, the, the, I saw a trailer the other day while I was watching TV and that's the shot that they ended it with. And I was like, oh man, good luck. Everyone who's been ready to watch that. Um, I'm just ready for this movie to come out this weekend and Twitter is going to be a blaze and stuff. <laughs> so um, listen guys, uh, that's all I really have to say about Antebellum. The movie's trash. Like it's, it, it, it's, it's like, it's just really, just dist- it's really d- tasteless. And I don't know why they made this decision to make it. I know why. I'm looking at you, Christopher Renz or whatever. Um, <laughs> please don't make movies like this anymore. You're not warranted. Please just like make a make a make a make a, a sad indie white boy movie next time because this was trash. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about Antebellum. I do not recommend watching it this weekend. If you absolutely want to know what happens with the, you know, I mean, we already kind of told you, but if you absolutely want to see how this movie kind of plays out, good luck. It just, I don't know, I guess hit me up after when it's done. Um, I'm going into my letterbox to change the score as we speak because I think I gave it too high of a score at first. Let me get let me get that one and a half right there. Check. All right. Um, and that is it. I don't know if you guys if, if you if you guys have any last words on the movie, uh, Larry or Eric. But if you do, please say so. Um, no, Larry, you good? Eric's I'm good. good. No, yeah. Okay. We so we all in agreement <laughs> that it was no bueno. Um, 
All right, so that is our spoiler-free and spoiler review of Antebellum, everyone. Thank you, thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, and you can follow me on Instagram at Cinemaniac1994. Larry, won't you let everyone know where they can follow you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, as well as YouTube, all at LC Screen Talk. All right, and our special guest, um, Eric from Critical Overlord, let everyone know where they can follow you. Thank you, thank you once again for joining us. Uh, absolutely, and I uh, appreciate you having me on today. You guys can go ahead and subscribe to the channel, which is just Critical Overlord on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Critical Overload number three, um, and that's pretty much the only places I really am active, just Twitter and YouTube. <laughs> All right. And with that being said, everyone, thank you guys for joining us once again. Uh, as far as the schedule, I will be back later on today with the live show with Hannah and myself. And I'm so glad not to be talking about Antebellum anymore. Because <laughs> we don't need this in 2020 or at all anymore. So, all right, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Eric and that was Larry. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.